Hey, this is Ross Sutherland. Do you know how hard it is to say my name? My name has three S's in a row. You know how often I have to say my name and yet I still can't fucking Ross Sutherland. Jesus Christ. You're listening to Imaginary Advice. Sorry, this started off. I keep coming in hot. Um, d- d- hey, while I'm here, did you know um, this podcast is funded entirely through listener support. There's no advertising, no sponsors. It exists entirely because of the generosity of you, the listener. And um, I am so incredibly grateful for that. Making imaginary advice, um, I think it's fair to say, is, has changed my life. I, uh, I, I, I now have this, this, this opportunity to make something brand new for this channel every month. And then every month I get to wipe the slate clean and start again. And... What I love most of all is that there's no intermediary between us. There's no third party that has to approve of the material because I'm pretty sure 99% of the things I come up with for the show would never be commissioned by anyone else. So if I want to, say, for example, make a pastiche of a choose-your-own-adventure novel where every choice sends you down exactly the same route, or uh, a mini-series where every episode secretly contains a puzzle that unlocks a whole other podcast hidden elsewhere on the internet, or a novelization of Rumble in the Bronx. No one can stop me until it's too late. And uh, I, I hope, at least, that that's also the reason that you listen to the show. I hope it is. But here's the thing. I hate people who say here's the thing as a joining piece. It's so, it's such lazy hack writing. But here's the thing. If you want imaginary advice to keep going, I need your help. Because making this thing is a full-time job for me. It's more than a full-time job, frankly. And so I'm still asking for listeners to consider joining my Patreon. Um... In the last year, I've really stepped up what Patreon supporters get in uh, return for their support of the show. So now there's this whole bonus podcast produced once a month called Imaginary Reprise. I used to call it a making off podcast, but I actually think that's not really accurate. It, it's, it's, it's more like a hangout show, actually, where I get to talk with a special guest artist. I use an old episode of Imaginary Advice as a starting point for the conversation, so that usually throws up some of the themes to start us off, but basically it's just a chance for me to talk with other artists on mic. Um, The next episode of Imaginary Reprise will be coming out on July 15th, uh, and that's with non-fiction filmmaker Charlie Shackleton. Charlie made the feature-length essay films Beyond Clueless and Fear Itself, uh, uh, as well as an incredible run of uh, short films, many award-winning. Uh, Charlie also worked with me on the film adaptation of my theatre piece, Stand By for Take Backup, and uh, we also worked together on Missing Episode, the uh, programme that we made for BBC Two. I just recorded that chat with Charlie yesterday, and uh, it was, as I have trailed it to be, a great hangout. If you'd like to hear that episode... Uh, and the whole back catalogue of Imaginary Reprise. And check out the other perks too. Go to patreon.com forward slash Ross G Sutherland. Alternatively, if a monthly payment doesn't sound like something you'd be up for, but you would be up for giving a one-off donation to the show, you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Imaginary Advice. Um, like I said, your support helps me keep going. Right. Uh, I hope you enjoy this month's episode. So let's get into it right now, right after this informative content warning. Trigger warning. This episode includes references to ultranationalism, misogyny, also British politics. Hey, this is Amber. Amber? From the advice show. 
I got an email from you saying you'd like yeah, to share yeah. a problem. Am I live on the radio now? No, we don't go out live. All right. But is this a good time to talk? Uh, yeah, I've got half an hour. Great. Uh, your email didn't have a name on it. Right, yeah, uh, you can just call me the coolest guy who ever lived. All right, then. I've got such a great story for you, Amber. Right. Like, your, your listeners are going to love it. Um, uh, just checking, was that your real name you just gave me? Yeah. I just want to double-check, because um, some people like to conceal their identity when they come on the show, you know, yeah. if they're talking about sensitive subjects. No, no, I'm fine using my real name. Okay. So, this is how it works. I'll record this conversation now, and then this recording will go out as part of the scheduled programme this Saturday afternoon. Have you listened to the advice show before? Was I supposed to? Um, no, it doesn't matter. All right, good. So your email said that you had a recent life-changing experience. Yeah. And now you're trying to work out what to do next. So, yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. And then hopefully I'll try and give you some advice. Uh, okay, then. Uh, well, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this, is a, this is a funny story, actually, because uh, uh, it all started with Boris Johnson. Whoa. <laughs> okay. It, it, yeah, it, was, uh, it was late one night. And, uh, um, sorry, mate. Um, I have. What? I've got to stop you. There are certain words that I can't broadcast on the air. I can't say Boris Johnson on the air. No. Serious. I mean, there could be kids listening, or or people with. I know a lot of dads, right? None of them would mind if I said Boris Johnson in front of their kid. I mean, little ones wouldn't have a clue what a Boris Johnson was, and like the older ones, I mean. They've got to learn about sex sooner or later, haven't they? Well... Being horny it, you know, it isn't actually a crime. There's nothing shameful about two consenting sexually active adults deciding that they want Boris Johnson. OK. Hearing a story like that, it could be instructive for young people. So this show goes out to radio stations all over the world and international broadcasting rules are pretty strict. So this is why we don't traditionally handle sex advice on this show. Good, because I don't need sex advice. Okay, well, maybe we can skip past this bit of the story then. No, we can't. But It's integral to the plot. <laughs> I just don't understand why the media is always trying to shame People. Come on. No, it's... I used to work in the media, right? Like, I, I know what it's like. Right? There's a pervasive, toxic attitude within liberal media that wants everyone to feel bad, like, all the time, just for being themselves. How about this? If you can keep the explicit language to a minimum, maybe we can find a way to edit around the parts no, I can't broadcast. You, just can't, you can't just edit out the parts you don't like. No, all right. I, mean, I, that's... I, I won't be censored. Um... There's actually still a way that we can do this. If you say any of the bad words from my list, I'll, I'll just make a note of them. And then at the end of our chat today, we'll record you saying some radio-friendly alternatives to those words. Right. Then I'll go back through the recording tonight and swap out the offending words for the new ones. So because you're choosing your own replacement words, you'll keep complete creative control of your story. Everything will still be in your own words. Does that make sense? And then you'll be able to broadcast it. I should be able to put it out. Yeah, all right. Good. I appreciate you doing the extra work there. I know a lot of people talk shit about you, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, you are a fantastic legend. Okay. Thank you, mate. You immediately swore. Right, there. right, yeah. So just watch that. Right. It'll just be less work for both of us if you can just keep a lid on that. <laughs> yeah, fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, shall I just go for it then? Go for it. All right, so this all kicked off um, a couple of Saturdays back. Okay. I've been talking to this girl on Tinder, and we decided to go out for lunchtime cocktails. This is first date? First date, but um, we've been talking a lot before. We end up staying in the pub all day, getting here round after round, closing time. We're heading in the same direction, both walking back to the same bus stop. And so we just take a little shortcut through this graveyard, right? And... <laughs> Okay, you don't have to go into too much detail. Out of nowhere, right, this girl, like, she turns to me and she's like, hey, how does a Boris Johnson sound? <laughs> and I'm like, blah, 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 what? And what did that sound mean exactly? I was just surprised, that's all. 
Not scared. No. I just didn't expect the night to end with me standing in a field full of dead people dropping my trousers for Boris Johnson. But I was 100% up for it. Sure. You know, sometimes I think a cheeky Boris Johnson can be better than sex, actually. I mean, other times, Boris Johnson can be really awful. I know that. Anyway. Like a really drunk Boris Johnson. You know, when they're all teeth and no rhythm. Like, I've been scarred for life, I tell you. I have no idea how I'm going to edit this. But then again, no pain, no gain, right? I don't mean to rush you, but we should... Anyway, she says to me, do you fancy Boris Johnson? And I say, yes, I fancy a cheeky little Boris Johnson. And the next thing... (laughs) You know, if you couldn't get aroused... Sorry? There's nothing to be worried about. No, 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 I I got no problems in that department. You weren't shy? No. Because of the public nature of the proposition? No, no, I I got no problems there. Okay, I just wanted to check that all this braggadocio isn't because... What? You know. You felt embarrassed or something. Do the bar, man. Okay. Now, if you want to question my manhood, you can just do the bar, man. Okay, I'm sorry I offended you, but obviously you can't say those words on air either. Insulted me! If you don't insult me, I won't have to tell you to do the bar, man. Okay, but you do understand this is an example of something you're going to need to record a replacement for. <sighs> Maybe we should record the replacement for that cuss right now. Just as a test run to get you thinking a little more about your use of language. Alright, fine. It might help the rest of our conversation go a bit smoother. Yeah, I already said, fine. Okay, I'll count you in. And then you say a radio-friendly alternative to that cuss, okay? Instead of, do the bar, man. Yeah. Stop saying it, but yes. Your replacement can still be an insult, but like the kind of insult you can say before the watershed. Yeah, I've got one. As long as what you say is broadcastable, I promise I'll use it. Ready? Yeah, I've got one. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Do the bark, man. Do you think all the four-year-olds listening to your show will be happy with that then, yeah? No one's going to wet their nappy hearing my bad language. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess that's fine. Do the bark, man still sounds like a cuss. Yeah, exactly that. I know what I'm doing. Still fits the category of uh, an offensive request, doesn't it? So, yeah, it'll work fine. All right, so now I can say, do the bark, man, all I want, can I? I'd still rather you didn't. So, after we finish talking today, um, I will go back through this recording and I'll find every time that you said, do the Bartman, just now, and then I'll replace those words with, do the Bartman. And actually, I'll just replace myself when I just saw just now as well. What about Boris Johnson? Do I have to come up with a replacement for that as well? Yes. Obviously, you'll need to think of a radio-friendly way of saying that. This is ridiculous. But we can come back to it at the end. I just wanted to give you a quick go so you understand the importance of context. I get it. I get it. All right. Like, no offence, but all this policing or language stuff, it makes you sound like a total... You! No offence taken. So can I finally tell my story now? Go for it. So I'm in this graveyard, right? Okay, we're listening to this bit again. I'm in the graveyard, right, and uh, the conversation has turned to Boris Johnson. And I just can't believe that the one thing I regret would suggest something like that to me, but like, it's actually kind of inspiring. Is that her real name you were using there? What do you mean, the one thing I regret? Yeah, that's the real name. Because you... You definitely want to consider giving her a fake name. Actually, like, I, I, I think I definitely want to use her real name. So things didn't work out between you, then? Put it this way, right? I don't have any regrets about the one thing I regret. Like, whatever happened, happened, as far as I'm concerned, and that's just the way it is. Regardless, I'm still, I'm going to have to insist on you changing her name, oh, actually. fine, then. Right, it's added to your... Fantastic. List then. Fine. Anyway. But I am actually feeling pretty uncomfortable about this story now. Anyway. Next thing I know, we're into it. But then, uh, you know, I start to worry that, you know, maybe it's disrespectful to run into a graveyard and pull your pants down and launch into Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, because it's hallowed ground and all that. But then, I realise... Actually, I've got nothing to be ashamed of. You don't. No, because all those dead people, 
right? They'd already had their chance, hadn't they? Their time was over. And now uh, it was my time, right? And I shouldn't feel guilty about that. Everyone gets a turn at living. And right now, it's my turn. It's my time on Earth to do whatever I want to do. Yeah? I see. Anyway, at some point while it was all happening, so I ended up opening my eyes and I realised, now this is funny, that uh, in actual fact, me and her, we weren't actually alone in the graveyard at that precise moment. You weren't? Yeah, there were people walking past us. Right. Because actually it's quite a popular shortcut going through the graveyard. I mean, it's not like everyone was staring at us, like they were trying not to look, but, mm. you know. And you felt embarrassed about this, presumably? Well, f for a second, yeah, but then, I just found myself returning to that earth. Like that same thought I'd had before, you know? Like, I started saying to myself, no, actually, like, I've got nothing to be ashamed of here. Like, these people walking past me. There's no difference between how I feel about them and, and how I feel about the dead bodies in the ground, actually. Is that right? Absolutely. But right? there is no point caring about what strangers think of you, is there? Just as there's no point caring about what the dead think of you. Same rules apply. This is my time on Earth to do whatever I need to do. And I'm not going to let anybody else get in the way. Right? The girl you were with, was she embarrassed? Yeah, she didn't see the other people. Right. It was only me that saw them. You didn't mention it to her? You're confusing the story. No, the point is that I saw them and I thought I cared. Okay. But at this moment, this is like actually this is a massive deal for me, right? Because it was like for the first time in my life, I felt no shame whatsoever. You didn't. No. No, I felt happy and alive, and I felt free. That's how I felt. What had changed, do you think? All I know is every day of my life, there's always someone trying to make me feel ashamed of something. You know. Like, I should be ashamed to be British, or I should be ashamed because I'm a man. Okay. Or I should be ashamed because, I don't know, because I clogged up the disabled toilet and wet spoons, which I only did because I had no choice. Sure. I was desperate. But something happened in my head that night, like something clicked into place. And I, 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 I now I had this... This, 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 sort of, this new philosophy, it was this new way to think about the world that um, it just released me from the, all that, that, that fear and, you know, and, and that hatred. I, like, I felt like I was climbing a mountain, right? And, and the, the, the higher that I got, the, the, the smaller the people on the ground became, right? and, and their opinions, like their judgment, all those things, they just like, shrank away, right? It, it was like I was ascending. Do you see? And um, I, just, I started to wonder, what if? What if? Maybe I'd unlock the secret to the universe. And you've been drinking for how many hours? <laughs> Mate, I've put away more than, yeah, you know, I reckon you could in a month, like, seriously. Right. But I still knew exactly what I was doing, though. You know, I felt... You know, like, I was properly calm for the first time in my life. Right. So anyway, as we're leaving the graveyard, I put my arm around the one thing I regret. And I say, listen, I'm getting this second wind. So rather than go home, how's about we go back into town and go dancing? Because like, I see it on my phone, and my old boss posted a photo of him in this club. So... I say to the one thing I regret. Well, how about it? Like, night is young, and I just got this good feeling, you know? I just think we could do anything tonight if we put our minds to it. So in the end, we jump in a taxi to go and see my old boss. Old boss? Not your current boss? Ah, uh, definitely not current boss. Definitely not. No? No, not since he ruined my fantastic life. I only wanted to see him to kick his fantastic head in. What happened between you two? Dad always hated me. Never gave me a reason, though. Then, one day, he refused to renew my contract. Apparently, it was by two cuts. But 
He's never had the confidence to tell me himself. Right. I call him Dad because that's what he'll always be to me, right? As far as I'm concerned, have sexual intercourse with that backstabbing Dad. How recently did this drama between you happen? Uh, long enough ago for me to have used up all my savings, put it that way. Right. I'll be honest, Dad paid me so little, I barely had any savings in the first place. What job did you used to do for this guy? I was a uh, camera operator on uh, a popular British baking programme. Oh. You probably know it. Sorry, that took me by surprise a bit. It's a good show, isn't it? Anyway, we get to the club, right? It's absolutely packed. I get the girl post up just inside the entrance, just in case she tries to slip past me. Then I get on the prowl and I check all the different dance floors. He's a tall guy, so eventually I know I'm going to find him. And what do you plan to do with him? <laughs> well, oh man. You see, uh, this is when I've got to put my, uh, my new philosophy into practice, you could say. I got to see just how fearless I've become. If you did something illegal... Oh, you better strap in, mate, because Shamu, the whale, is about to get wild. So, uh, I finally see him on the dance floor, right? Dancing with a few friends. Stupid. Fantastic. Beard. Flashy suit. Looking like a massive external hard drive. But, you know, he thinks he looks the dog's confidence. You know the type. I get right up behind him. Yeah. And then, before anyone can see me, I pull out my King James Bible. And I, 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 I cover him in my timeless wisdom. Oh, no. Oh, yes. But I keep going, right, as he turns. So, like, now his entire suit is covered in my timeless wisdom. The fabric goes all shiny, so now he looks like he should be in Night at the Roxbury. Do you remember that one? What is love? Anyway, I look up to see Vlad the Impaler as this disgusted look on his face. That's your old boss, is it? Yeah, obviously. You don't know him, do you? No. But you should give him a fake name. Nah. As far as I'm concerned, have sexual intercourse with Vlad the Impaler. We'll, we'll come back to that. Anyway, Vlad the Impaler gives me this pitiful look, like, like he's so disappointed in me, but I don't care. His judgement... His hatred is just meaningless to me now because I'm, I'm on this whole higher level. I just say to him, having a good night. Then, before he could say anything, I give him another load of timeless wisdom in the face. Immediately, Vlad the Impaler jumps back and yells, Oi! Do the Bartman. And suddenly, like, the whole club is going crazy. I'm not surprised. People start trying to grab me, trying to get me out. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't care. I can see that. In fact, every time someone grabs me, I just, like, shrug off that item of clothing. Like, jacket, shirt. Like, one guy grabs me by my belt. So I just relax my body and, like, fall forward out of my jeans. No one can hold me, you see. Like, pants, they just rip off. So now I'm, like, stark. Confidence, naked, right? And your people just can't handle it. Naturally. I, I, I'm breaking their brains. Like, I'm supposed to feel ashamed, but I don't. Like, I'm calm. I feel free. Everyone in the club can laugh and, you know, point all they want, like, you know, make vomiting sounds, whatever. All their negative energy just bounces off me. But, like, it's like Boris Johnson all over again. All their shame, it didn't affect me. Because I, I just didn't care about that. Shamu, the whale, anymore. You're sure? Absolutely. Because that's the secret. Like, I knew that now. Like, you just got to say, have sexual intercourse with that. Shamu, the whale. From now on, I'm going after the things I want. As a life philosophy, that's pretty ruthless. But it works. You stop caring. They can't hurt you. I mean, emotionally. 
However, though, like it does also turn out that people have mixed feelings about grabbing a naked guy. So actually, my lack of shame kind of protected me physically as well. Right. It actually made it a lot, a lot easier for me to fight my way back to him. Fight your way back to... Vlad the Impaler. Right. I mean, obviously, I wasn't done with him yet. You didn't think that guy had maybe been through enough? I told you what Vlad the Impaler did, didn't I? He told me, but you couldn't forgive him for that. I couldn't forgive him. I can't believe you'd say that. You'd have to be such a you to say that. I mean, if you say so. Anyway, even though a couple of guys got a hold of me, I still managed to get him back to him and grab him by the throat, right? All right. I just wanted him to look me in the eye, you know, so he could see that I wasn't ashamed. Ashamed of being naked? Not being naked, like losing my job. But I wanted him to see that he hadn't hurt me, right? Like he tried to have sexual intercourse with me, but it hadn't worked because like, I was the happiest I'd ever been in my life. Now it turns out until that moment, like he had no idea who I even was. It was dark in there, you know? But I guess maybe like the disco lights hit my face for a second because he suddenly goes, hang on, is that the coolest guy who ever lived? I said, yeah, it is. Surprise, Dad. I always knew you were a timeless wisdom artist, but Thomas the Tank Engine, I didn't know how much you stank. Did you get it? I sort of get it. So I tell him, listen, Dad, I know that you used to strong, independent woman about me behind my back. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're Shamu the Whale. Everyone thinks you're Shamu the Whale. Even Paul Hollywood thinks it, and you kiss his external hard drive like it was butter. Now do the Bartman back to Hampstead confidence breath before I drag you there by your microscopic King James Bible. Oh, and if I ever see your fantastic face again, I'm going to wipe my external hard drive with it. All right. <laughs> he looked so scared. It was like, he could barely process what I was saying to him. Understandable. So anyway, he pulls himself out of my chokehold and he goes, Have you lost your fantastic mind? What's wrong with you? Calm as anything, I pick my clothes up off the floor and I turn and say, I'm having the best night of my life, mate. That's what's wrong with me. When I bounce out of the fire exit, got dressed in the alley, Walked home. I lost my wallet and my phone in the club, but it didn't even matter. Like, didn't care. I walked home like I was walking on clouds. Oh, I lost my shoes as well, but they didn't matter because I, I, I was like buzzing all the way home. I don't. It still haven't come down. Like, seriously. But I still feel amazing today. Seriously. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. Exactly. Like, that's what it's like. like I, I feel like a, like a wild animal released from captivity. Like, ever since that night, it's like something has unlocked in my brain. I bought, I bought a notebook, yeah, because, like, the way I see it, this new philosophy of mine, like, it has, it has, it's got seven pillars, okay, right, and each pillar has between three and eight, no, 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 three and nine directives. Hang on a second. Like, it's a, it's a system for ascension, right? Like, it's, it's a way to rise up above judgment and uh, experience true okay. freedom. Can we talk about... Like I want to liberate people, basically. Like, help them take back control. Sorry? What about your date? What date? The person you were on what a date, date with. Yeah, right, right, yeah. The person you brought to the club, yeah. who you then abandoned to assault your ex-employer. Yeah, well, I, I didn't involve her, which, which, was, which was absolutely the right thing to do, wasn't it? But you asked her to come with you, and then you just left her there, uh, no? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's called being spontaneous. In fact, that's one of the rules of my system, actually. Always move on instinct. People like me, like, we, we, we just get it. Like, we understand. Like, you, you can never predict the future. Like, you can only make it. And, and, I, and that's what I did. Like, in a split second, I saw an opportunity, and I immediately acted on it. I degraded my enemy by using him as a urinal, and then I used my whole body to terrify him. She saw everything that happened, right? What you did to that poor man. By poor man, you are talking about 
Vlad the Impaler. Right? Yeah, she saw what happened. But, you know, it's, it's none of her business, is it? Really, she's not an important part of the story. But this did end things between you, right? She's not an important... Look, I'm not apologising for what I did, OK? Like, I don't do regret. It's not, it's not one of the rules of the system. Everything that happened led me to where I am today. And, like, you know, if, if she doesn't understand that, like, that, that's, that, 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 that's her loss. What happened between you guys then? Can you please stop? Did you speak to her later? I'm not. You're confusing the story. I just wondered if you could continue your relationship, if both of you could reach a point where you understood each other. Is that something you'd like to do? No. No. Thomas the Tank Engine. For the 50th. Fantastic. Time. Like, she's not important to the story. In fact, like, relationships full stop are not important, right? Like, they're not part of my system, as I see it, going forwards. You've got to let relationships go, right, if you want to be truly free. So, yeah, like, please believe me when I say, and I'm smiling right now, like, I've got this huge smile on my face. Like, believe me when I say, like, I, I, I am really happy that things ended between me and the one thing I regret. Couldn't be happier. Okay. It was absolutely necessary. Okay, then. All part of the plan. I'm sorry for probing you there. It's fine. I misunderstood. I thought you wanted relationship advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's just this is an advice show, after all. Yeah, I know. And you did say you wanted some help deciding what to do next. Yeah, 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 I did. So I thought you meant saving your relationship, but actually the problem is something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I actually wanted advice on was, like, uh, like how to get started in radio. Like, like how to get a show, like what microphone to buy, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Okay. Because, you know, as you've heard, I've got a lot of insights and uh, I'm good at telling stories and I want to find a way of uh, sharing my discoveries with others. Can we circle so, back to the subject in a minute? Yeah, uh, you know, I sort of want to set up my own media empire. Yeah, just before we talk about that. Um... So, if, if, you know, if you've got some industry contacts, you know, like that, that'd be great. Listen, I'm aware you haven't asked for it. But I'd still like to offer you some life advice, if that's okay. This is some really serious stuff you're going through. And I'm worried about you making some life decisions right now that could lead you to some very dark, very isolated places down the line. I'm not going to try and change your mind on anything. I'm just going to tell you my own life philosophy. You don't have to respond. Just listen. Okay, here's my philosophy. I try to get through each day causing as little pain as possible. I try not to hurt people. That's stupid. Now, the only way I know if I'm not hurting other people is if I listen to them. If there was a better, more accurate, more scientific system, I'd use it. But there isn't. So, I just have to listen to them. It doesn't work. Because <clears throat> no matter what you do, someone is always offended. But that's how bad it's got. In this country now. Wait a second. Do you know what? If Thomas the Tank Engine was alive today... Let's not get off the... No, 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 no. If Thomas the Tank Engine was alive today, the lefties, they'd probably try to crucify him, wouldn't they? Because no one's good enough for them, you know? Based on your story... What? I'm surprised to hear you talking about religion. Look, this is England, right? And if you're brought up in England, you believe in Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, you believe that he was a real historical figure, right? You're born in the shed of Nazareth and all that. Like, that's the rules. You've got to accept Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, like, it's practically in the national anthem. I don't think that's true. It is. At all. Also, like, the main thing that Thomas the Tank Engine spoke about, you know, when he was wandering around Galilee with John the Baptist, right? The main thing he spoke about was the importance of freedom. I don't think so. Well, that's the same thing that I care about. Freedom, right? The freedom to live your life without shame or censorship. I like what you do on this show, which is to force people to change their words. All right, listen, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. Pretty much almost everything you've said on religion just now was completely incorrect. All right, just edit it all out then, woke police. Well, let's just move away from religion, shall we? No, 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 go on. Change Thomas the Tank Engine into something... The, the kiddies were like, you know, swap it for Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm not going to do no, that. No, do it. 
This is what the Liberal media wants anyway. Go on, cancel Thomas the Tank Engine. You love it, don't you? Oh, can't have Thomas the Tank Engine. In the school nativity, not anymore. No, 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 now all the kids have to sing the Internationale and reenact scenes from I, Daniel Blake. It's madness. OK, if that's what you want, I'll do it. Of course you will. Of course you will. Liberal media, the shame factory. Let's just back up a second, OK? You wanted to get on the air so you could describe to me in great detail a drunken public sexual encounter you had with a first date, mm-hmm. which, because you experienced no embarrassment upon being caught by strangers, mm-hmm. made you decide that you had outgrown human empathy and proceeded to a nightclub to drunkenly assault an ex-employer of yours. A turn of events, which, upon later reflection, you have decided is such an inspiring parable, you think it can kickstart some kind of new life coaching career. Is that right? Have I got that right? I'm not misrepresenting you, am I? Look, I'm sorry that you lost your job. Right now, you might feel alone, cheated. You might feel as if no one is looking out for you. Think about it this way. You really should have been arrested for what you did in that club, but for some reason, it seems as if your old boss isn't pressing charges. Maybe that's because he's scared of me. Or... Maybe it's because he knows the person who attacked him wasn't the real you. Sometimes it's hard to notice the little kindnesses that people show us. It's all too easy for us to focus on our pain. You've been testing yourself to see how much you can hurt someone without feeling bad about it. And an experiment like this is never going to end well. I think you're going to end up doing something that you're going to regret for the rest of your life. Just think, is this what you want to be remembered for? Is this who you really want to be? Um, Actually, uh, I think I would like to use a fake name after all. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, um... Is that okay? Of course. I just don't want to use my real name anymore. You want to switch out for a fake name? Yeah. Have you got one? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. The coolest guy who ever lived. You got that, okay? Yeah, I got it. Great. Good job. Actually, while you were doing all that virtue signalling just now, I came up with some other replacement words, you know, for for the things you won't let me say. So, can we record them all now? Fine. So you said I wasn't allowed to use the name of my old boss, right? So let's change his name to Vlad the Impaler. All right. That's good, right? Bet you regret defending him now. <laughs> a little bit. You are going to look like such a fantastic you. You're probably right. To make things a bit more sophisticated, uh, let's replace my timeless wisdom with timeless wisdom (laughs) and uh, change my King James Bible to King James Bible. That's that's one for all those listeners with strong religious beliefs. You're worked up, I understand that, but you need to take this seriously. I am taking it seriously, Amber. Otherwise... uh, What's left? The F word on its own. Easy. Have sexual intercourse with. Um, What word do you want to use for... Cajones. Confidence. A word for something that you need to wipe. My external hard drive. A person known for masturbatory reasons. You. (laughs) Okay, but that won't... It's perfect. Move on. I'm really punching up this script. Someone who has sex with mothers. That would be a dad. But you have to start making them harder than this. These aren't riddles. Give me another. You can take longer to think about them if you want. The B word. <laughs> sexist slur. Yes. No more. Amber is a strong, independent woman. Now we say, Amber is a strong, independent woman. How about that? Do you like that? The S word. Right. Instead of, this radio show is Shamu the Whale. Let's do, this radio show is Shamu the Whale. Perfect. And the kids will love it. Are you done? I don't know. Am I? 
Can we finally end this? Fantastic conversation. I mean, not if you keep swearing and creating more work. Yeah, I'll change that one to fantastic. Good. Listen, I was just trying to offer you some advice. It's my job. There is no need to insult me. Wait, 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 wait. I, I came up with a good fake name for... The one thing I regret as well. Just call her. The one thing I regret. What did you just say? I, I was just making a point. Say it again. I don't think you should ever call a woman that. All right, call her. The one thing I regret. And do you think that is less insulting? Well, you you pick a name then. No, you pick it. Well, I'm trying, but you won't let me. You're telling me you're incapable of picking a name that isn't offensive. It's just a joke. Wow, you must really have hated her. No. You think you know what happened, right? But you you don't know Shamu, the whale. You're right, I don't. Exactly, you don't. And why should I? I already forget I said anything, okay? All right, well, just give me a name then. Oh, no. Hey, like, I, I cannot express how little I care about this. It's just... What? For someone who claims they're immune to other people's opinions, you come across as quite a wounded guy. I don't know if you're aware of that. All right. You seem really upset. All right, well, what, what, what do you want me to say? Yes, first thing, I went round to her house to explain. She wouldn't let me in. I had to talk to her through the door, didn't I? Standing there like a King James Bible. Gone on her doorstep, freezing my confidence. So, you had clothes on by that point, though? Yes, I had clothes on. Okay. It's still cold. Anyway, I explained everything to her. Clear English. I laid it out, like all, all nice and simple. Right? I said, look. I know Vlad the Impaler might look like Thomas the Tank Engine, but he's a spineless dad who had sexual intercourse with my entire life. She said, oh, you look like you were going to kill him. I said, that's confidence. She said, I saw you punch at least five people. I said, that's confidence. She said, oh, you know, where's your dignity? I said, dignity, have sexual intercourse with dignity. Would I be standing here like a King James Bible saying all this Shamu, the whale, with every dad on the block listening in if I gave one flying have sexual intercourse with? What fantastic. People thought about me. I mean, Thomas the Tank Engine. You're what I want. That's why I'm fantastic. Standing here, freezing, Desperate for a timeless wisdom. Cause I'm fantastic. Love you, right? I don't like saying that. Shamu, the whale. Out loud. You know, cause that's how you talk. But, you know, it's, 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 it's true. After that, door just went quiet. So I thought, have sexual intercourse with is. That must have been hard. You have no idea. In that moment, I decided, well, you know, if I'm not going to spend the rest of my life with her, I'm not going to spend with anyone, right? And, and, and like that, I cut myself free. And it's going to make the rest of my life like that much easier, you know? Because if you don't have to worry about relationships, you, you, know, you get a lot more time to focus on the other things you want in life. Back when you guys were talking online, you were thinking about spending the rest of your life with her. Yeah, but, you know, I've, I've updated the system now, right? So now all the money that I was going to spend on her, I'm, I'm going to put in a crypto. But why spend... Can we move on now? ...the last 20 minutes... I, I said move on. ...pretending right? that she wasn't important to you? Oh, well, she isn't now, right? She isn't important anymore, because I've, I've rewritten the story, haven't I? Like... You, of all people, should be able to understand that. But you can't write her out entirely, can you? You've got to understand, like, this new attitude to life, right? It's, it's already given me so much, you know? Like, if I want to go into a shop and steal a Yoda Funko, just do it, right? You know, if I, if I want to drink cherry brandy for breakfast or, you know, or, like, break into a school, you know, I, I could just do it. I feel like a superhero, you know? But rather than, like, fly or, you know, or super strength, you know, I, I've just got this uh, 
I've just got this ability not to care about what people think of me. Uh, and seriously, like right now, like as yet, I feel like I've barely tested my powers. But um, you still miss her. Yeah. I um. <coughs> I just wish she'd understood. I didn't mean to, uh, you know. She didn't deserve that. She's the one thing I regret about all this. But uh, whatever, you know. I'm moving on now. How about using that? Using what? As her name. The one thing I regret. Are you serious? What a fantastic idea. It, it just seemed like a, an honest expression. No regrets. It's literally one of my core principles, right? So if you go back and you change her name to the one thing I regret, then that whole part of my philosophy is just going to be absolute gibberish. Honestly, I don't think it's going to make any difference. Thinking back, I'm certain of it. The comprehension of your philosophy will not be affected. All right, fine then, use it. But um, just in case it confuses things, um, before I go, is it all right if um, can I just read you out my manifesto? You have a manifesto? Yeah, I wrote down what I, I think is the most like distilled version of my message. Okay. Have I ever got my own radio show? Like this is this is the the monologue. All right, go for it. Life is like getting Boris Johnson in a graveyard. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity and you've got to take it. You might feel as if Thomas the Tank Engine is looking down on you. Or maybe you've got an actual dad peeping on you from the bushes. Doesn't matter. You have to have sexual intercourse with everyone and get that Boris Johnson. You've got to live your life like your external hard drive is on fire. You've got to put yourself before the you, because otherwise some cocky you will put you in a coffin. And then it will be some other horrible dad having Boris Johnson in that graveyard. You lie there, six feet in the fantastic ground, wondering what the hell happened. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That seems like a good place to end. I want to call my radio show Taking Back Control. Like the Brexit slogan. Yeah, I, I, I sort of feel like I, what I want to do for mental health, what um, Boris Johnson did for Britain. We're talking about the same Boris Johnson here, aren't we? Mm. You were one of those. You know, in actual fact, Boris Johnson was exactly what this country needed. Was he? This country was going down the toilet, but then we stood up off that toilet, we turned around, and we gave ourselves Boris Johnson. People didn't think that we could do it. Okay. The other countries don't, like, they underestimated just how resourceful we can be. Anyway. And now the whole world sees, right, oh, we don't need anyone else, right? We can look after ourselves. Right. Well, I hope that our conversation today ends up helping in some way. Thanks so much for your time. What about the tips for starting my own show? Right. Come on, the whole reason that I wanted to come on in the okay. first place. Okay, right? okay. Um, okay, so my advice would be, for starters, when this show goes out on Saturday, listen back to it. You know, hear what your voice sounds like on the air. Think about how you come across, because you can learn a lot about yourself by doing that. Wow. What patronising advice, right? Yeah, I, I, could, I could really see why you're paid the big bucks. Nice meeting <laughs> you, mate. Yeah, cheers. Uh, like, say hi to the rest of your cultural Marxist media chums, will you, right? Tell them I'm coming for their jobs, yeah? Will do. All right, bye-bye then. And, uh... oh, yeah, I never gave you a replacement for Boris Johnson, did I? Uh, no, you did. Did I? Yeah, it was perfect, actually. Oh, cool. All right, well, uh, you're welcome. So, that is the end of Imaginary Advice for another month 
sometimes I, 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 um, I think I write a story because, because I run into something that I can't understand and, uh, and I want to create a space in my head where I can try to break it down and get my head around it. And then sometimes I do that and it still confuses the fuck out of me. And in those occasions, at least then I sort of say to myself, well, maybe I can still create a story about that sense of confusion and the, uh, the feeling of certain political extremes becoming so alien to me that they actually separate into their own alien language. Anyway, I'm so grateful that the fantastic Katie Bonner was able to provide the voice of Amber. Katie and I used to both be residents at the same cabaret night at Bethnal Green Working Men's Club in London. Uh, so I've long been a, uh, a fan of Katie's work. She's a fantastic actor and writer too. For more of Katie's work, check out her website, katiebonner.org. That's K-A-T-I-E-B-O-N-N-A.org. So this episode here that you've just listened to and every single piece of new writing that appears on this podcast, all of that writing is exclusively funded through listener donations. If you'd like to help this show continue, please uh, consider pledging a little monthly donation towards my running costs. If you want to know more, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Ross G Sutherland. Thanks so much for listening. This has been... Imaginary advice. My name is Ross Sutherland. Time now for me to stop talking.